Jurassic Park for a minute while we're discussing the second Jurassic Park sequel one minute at a time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And today we're back to discuss minute 42 of Jurassic Park for a, before we get to that. David, over on Jurassic-pedia.com, contributor Sickle Claw has put up a new li- new listing? No, sorry, new article for the uh, Jeep Grand Wagoneer, which was seen at the end of Fallen Kingdom with uh, mm-hmm. Maisie, Owen, and... Oh, I don't know what I was going to say, Charlie. Um, <laughs> Claire, Claire. Uh, Claire. <laughs> yeah. Um, driving up the coastline, which once again, the uh, Pteranodon's flying to finish off one of these Jurassic films. So um, that's a new article on Jurassic-pedia.com. Head over there and see what Sickle Claw's written up about it. Mm-hmm. A lot of information about the, the vehicle itself. And yeah, its appearance in the uh, film. The Wagoneer is actually kind of an interesting vehicle. It almost looks like a um, almost looks like a station wagon to me, if you if you will. Mm. Yep, they've taken a station wagon, and made it four by four, <laughs> four wheel drive. <laughs> Stick to the plan. Head to the coast. You're not going to look for Doctor Grant. Going to the coast is Alan's idea. If he's alive, that's where he's headed. I agree. All right, ready to go on forty-two. Yeah. As we landed at 41 of Jurassic Park 3, the group had ran into the open field amongst the hadrosaur herd. Billy had fallen over and dropped his camera bag, but Grant had found it and picked it up before continuing on. At the five second mark, we cut back to the edge of the jungle as the velociraptors enter the field at full stride, blur to the camera. Grant spots the forest at the edge of the clearing and yells to the others, into the trees. Udesky turns to see where he's talking about and comedically falls over, doing a backward flip. As he tumbles and gets back to his feet, he unclips his backpack and drops it to the ground, leaving behind any of the last supplies he may have carried. At the 22nd mark, he runs into the jungle, as we cut to Paul and Amanda, also in the jungle, and they begin to climb a large tree in front of them. At the 28th second mark, we cut back to Yudesky as he continues to run through the jungle, separated from the others. He runs through a small stream, and then a hiss stops him dead in his tracks as he sees his face-to-face with a velociraptor. At the 35-second mark, we cut back to Paul as he reaches the canopy of the tree, and Udesky's screams fill the jungle, and he mouths Udesky. At the 38-second mark, we cut back to Udesky crawling along the ground as the raptor walks up behind him and puts his foot on his back, digging its claw into his spine. At the 48-second mark, we cut the billy running through the jungle, he stops dead as he sees a raptor in front of him and backs up and puts his body up against a tree. The raptor turns and barks and runs off into the jungle, unaware that Billy was so close. And as the minute ends, Billy yells out to Paul, Mr. Kirby, and asks, Is Grant with you? As when last minute, we're still running amongst the uh, stampede of hadrosaurs. Grant, uh, Billy's got back to his feet and realises he's missing his bag and the. Uh, Hadrosaurs continue to stampede around him, yet no one gets hit or stomped on. Um, but we cut back to two of the raptors charging into the field here. And I remember, I don't know if it was Joe Johnson or Kathleen Kennedy saying during behind the scenes of just how much they wanted to show the raptors getting out in the open and actually running. Because we've, we've, heard, we've heard the stories, we've heard the warnings since all the way back at Jurassic Park of these things get out in the open and they can run down, run down a human, they can run down anything and... Sadly, we do get a couple scenes like that in the Lost World novel, but they never made it to the uh, the film ex- itself, apart from them sort of coming in and ambushing the hunters in the grass. But sadly, 
we don't get a lot here either. <laughs> no. Which is, which is actually kind of a shame because, I mean, Muldoon, we get, like you said, we get that quote from Muldoon, if you get a good on the open, cheetah speed, 50, 60 miles per hour, mm. you know? Yeah, I suppose we do in Jurassic World, we do get them chasing Claire driving the Unimog, but it's dark, it's <laughs> night time, they can hide a bit there, which is understandable. And... Well, to be fair, the scene from uh, from The Lost World had been dark as well. It was a night, it was a night scene where yeah. Kelly and Sarah are riding a motorcycle chasing after the raptors, mm. which we sort of got from in... Um, <laughs> <laughs> or Jurassic World, but it wasn't the same. Yeah, you know? the same stakes. Alright, that's that's just about as much of a stretch as the Avery coming up directly from the, the original Jurassic Park as well. It, it sort of is, but there's a, there's some big differences. But we'll get there. And yeah, like no, yes, as much as we love the Lost World, that when that raptor leaps in the air and flies through the air and you're sort of only lit by the torch it's it's not the best cg there either no. <laughs> if we're well, going to be honest i love that part of the long grass scene that's probably one of my most favorite kills i love they put it in there and i'm, I'm just saying like it's, it's a good thing it's night time because it, it, it looked probably even worse during the day just but i suppose it's just because of the speed there's a famous story of when they done demolition man with wesley snipes and stallone they actually, with all the fight scenes and choreography, they actually had to get Wesley Snipes to slow down his punches and that because it was too fast for the camera. And I, <laughs> and I think it's sort of the same thing here, where you got animals moving at that speed, especially when the camera's in close, it's going to be sort of a bit of a blur to mm-hmm. make them seem fast. And, like, you could have had a bit of a long shot here. We, we've seen back when they first went into the Environment Administration building that Raptor running through open air. I don't know how it was that high to be running past those windows, but we didn't really talk about that in that minute. But, um, yeah, just how much, how fast it was running there. And here you sort of, you want to get that visual of just the stiff tail behind balancing the animals. It's sort of in mm-hmm. full speed, but it's it's not... It's unfortunate that <laughs> this, is, this is the best we get of them running. Mm-hmm. Um, Grant looks over at the stand of trees and yells for him to head over to the trees and Yudeski gets turned around by the animal and gets a bit too close and does that sort of backward flip into the grass, but a little backward roll into the grass, but he sort of gets to his feet immediately and um, takes off his backpack and throws it to the ground and starts running again, so he's pretty much ditching the last bit of survival gear he's got on him. <laughs> Which is unfortunate coming for the, coming up soon in this minute. Yeah, but we cut to Amanda and Paul running into the trees. How how those two are the first ones to get? I suppose because they're the only two that didn't fall over. <laughs> so they run into the trees, and Billy blows past with them, um, and Jessica seems to follow behind. But um, Amanda and Paul find the biggest tree they can find and start to climb, which a good little scene here. I'm sort of running up to the base of this tree and just starting to climb up the vines and the side of it. And now the Kirby's running, and you, they kind of get separated from Billy in a way in this shot when you see them running towards the tree line. That tree, there, that I'm sorry, that mountain in the background is kind of is actually one of the ones that appears throughout the throughout all, and they're not all four, but three of the four, uh, or I'm sorry, 
three of the five. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a year and you'll be throwing three of the six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and three of the six uh, are... Come on, man. Well, it will be. It will be three to six. So, well, let's let's just go go full episode nine. Say three to nine. We'll see. We'll see what next trilogy they want to bring up in this franchise. Well, anyway, this mountain range appears in most of Jurassic Park movies. A lot of the films. <laughs> this record is um. You can see behind Alan Grant in the jeep in the first movie. And then you can see it again in this movie, and then it, it appears again during the gyrosphere in Jurassic World. Oh. And this movie is kind of featured most prominently because you can also see it again when they're running for the aviary out overlook there, mm-hmm. and when they're passing by the uh, grazing brachiosaurus that come up to the boat yep. later in the movie. So it's kind of funny that you can just see that they've filmed most of the exterior shots in this Kahili Ranch Valley here. Mm. And this also would be a bit of a transition, too, from going from the plane into this jungle, because this would be back on the set, wouldn't it? Before yeah, this the tree jungle, stuff. transition, they run into the trees, which I suspect aren't actually a trees, it's just a tree line. Yeah. <laughs> Not actually uh, back into the forest. And then we see them climbing up onto what is obviously a set. Yeah, which is nothing new. We've already talked about this minute. We talked about last minute with just the group, uh, Malcolm, that running through the long grass and just running into that small stand of trees at the end of the grass and it transitioning straight into that little slippery mm-hmm. dip, <laughs> slippery mountain range they built um, mm-hmm. at the back of the back lot there somewhere, but... Udesky seems to take a different path here, running through a small stream before a snap stops him in his tracks and he, or mm-hmm. snarl, and looks ahead, um, scared as we cut to Paul's face as Udesky's scream fills the jungle. I think it's interesting because we actually do... Um, I think that the set foliage here is a lot better than what we just saw in the previous shot. It's obviously probably using the same prop house... Uh, set but it seems to be more realistic it has the vines covering the trees and it has just fallen fallen logs and foliage everywhere and i think it just feels a lot more jurassic in a way than what we see previously and then yeah we see nedry i'm not nedry (laughs) (laughs) i where's my game tonight We see Udesky running through the um, through the set over a stream, and then we yeah, like you said, we hear the snap, and then we hear a snarling hiss mm. that kind of stops him dead in his tracks. And I don't know about him, but if it was me, I think a little bit of poo would come out <laughs> right about then, like knowing that the raptor's there. And again, we sort of we don't see what happens to him; we only hear that scream that fills the mm. jungle and. Paul sort of whispers Udesky's name. Unfortunate, because this is actually the spot of a deleted scene. Yeah, we, there's not many in this it's, film, because they need need to use everything they shot. But And they really should not have deleted this, because this is probably one of the coolest deleted scenes in this franchise, is, is Udesky takes on the raptors with a fallen stick. Mm, there are some and, production photos of him holding that old 
stick, right, stick slash right. log. I think it's about two and a half inches round, so it's it's a big stick. Yeah, it's a very big stick, and unfortunately, I think he like takes a whack at one of them, and then he just like keeps swinging, and and we I don't we know if we actually see what happens to cause him to lose, but we see the end result in the end of the film. We read about it in a minute because it's in the script what exactly happens. Mm. Um, but yeah, we get to see these these puppet legs running across the jungle, which this sort of it just shows you how much we've come since Jurassic Park, where mm-hmm. we had the legs in the kitchen. Now we've got sort of these here. Um, again, there's there's tons of photos set beside the scenes of the uh, the puppeteer in this rig um, mm-hmm. on set. No, I, these come very very far, uh, or we've come very very far with these legs here. In the first film, they were required like this whole thing to keep them up, which was then attached to a track, which they would film between the legs or or from the side. You never really got to see this like they did in this movie. Mm. Even in the Lost World, they had to have like a small crane with wires on the legs to keep it upright. Here, I think it was you could hold it with hold it upright with two guys as they moved along with the actor. Yeah, yep. Yeah, and, and it's not it's, it's not the actor's full weight on the feet here. He can just sort of walk pretty much walk on water, <laughs> do the motions as they sort yeah. of move him move him along. Mhm. And I think it was John Rosengrant every time. Yeah, yep. I mean, John Rosengrant has a history of being stuffed into raptor suits in the Jurassic Park movies. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it sort of shows here too. Like that's that's one one of the biggest things that sort of show it that there's some guy's weight on it with the kitchen, and even like I brought it up in the Lost World where that raptor's on top of the kiln house as, or the boarding house as well, and going for Sarah D. You can see when the puppet because the sort of the feet, the claws come up off the ground just by the weight mm. of the puppet here. Like the, the the feet don't look natural on the ground, but here here it just looks fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, Even does. knowing what the behind the scenes are and knowing that it's some guy <laughs> running. Um, and it's, it's the only thing that I don't quite think looked as realistic as it did in Jurassic Park is the movement of the muscles here. Yeah, yeah. As you can kind of see those human like calf muscles on the back of the raptor's leg, and it just, I don't know, maybe it's just decades of looking at real dinosaur legs or. I don't know, but the human-like calf muscles just don't... I don't know. They don't work for me anymore. The, the rest of it looks great. I mean, I love when we get the next shot here of the raptors putting his foot down and uh, shoving Udesky <laughs> down into the mud, and you can see the close-up on the claws there before the raptor impales it with its big, uh, terrible claw there. Mm. Yeah, and again, like it's just great. Like, kind of takes five or six steps, comes across to where your desk is on the ground, trying to crawl away, and just puts its foot on it to his back and just sinks that claw into his back. Now, oh no, it's not because we get. So I was going to say, is it a kill shot? But no, we get the, what happens next minute. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, that claw goes into his back and he sort of screams again. I think that's his. Uh, mm-hmm. That's probably his backbone and use of his legs and that gone. <laughs> Uh, at least his uh, lungs being punctured, if not what you said. Yeah, yep. But uh, again, like before we mentioned, as he's crawling, you can see there's an injury to the rear of his leg. Um, mm-hmm. And it brings up the question what happened, but we'll get to that in a minute with the script. 
And I just noticed for the first time watching this movie for, I mean, how old is this movie? What, 18 <laughs> years old? For 18, for nearly 20 years, I never noticed there was another raptor hidden back in the foliage behind the raptor that is basically doing the, his business to Yudeski. Uh, oh, okay. He's, you never actually see him in focus, but you can definitely see there's another raptor. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. I know. I noticed that last night when I was watching it. See that raptor over there. But uh, as he screams, a big female looks at the male and then turns to face the camera, sort of doing that raptor purr. And um, mm-hmm. we cut to Billy running, then stops dead as the uh, raptor appears in, in, ahead of him, and he sort of pauses, realizing it's looking the other way. And then Billy leaps towards a tree and hot. Is it Billy or is it Grant? No, that's no, uh, that's Billy. Oh, it is Billy, yeah. Um, yeah, he goes and climbs up the tree himself. Yeah, yeah. While the and thankfully the raptor never notices him because he <laughs> he hides behind a tree really quickly and then the raptor runs off. Yeah, it's sort of it's that little bit of a Looney Tune thing here where it's sort of it's looking the other way and listening to the calls from the other from the female and that and as mm-hmm. it turns just before it turns he runs over and puts his body up against the tree and the uh, raptor sort of. Mm-hmm. Turns and runs away. There's that Looney Tunes like moment from Nedry and the Dilophosaurus in the first movie, where he looks, where the he hears the Dilophosaurus um, make that little cooing sound, and then he looks behind the tree and it's not there. The head of the Dilophosaurus <laughs> pops his head out on the other side of the tree, and then they switch. Oh, that's nice. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. You finally brought up Nedry for a good reason. <laughs> I'm not just calling you desky Nedry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, up in the tree, Amanda and Paul take a moment to uh, sort of take a moment, and then they um, hear Billy yelling out Mr. Kirby, and they yell out Billy's name in response, and as the minute ends, Billy asks, is Alan with you? So, again, we've never seen Alan sort of leave that, uh, that field, and he's definitely not here with... Um, with these three or Udesky on the ground, so next minute we get to see him run in the jungle by himself and sort of sort of do what he does natural and start to do a bit of research looking at the animals as they're sort of looking they're looking for him and he's sort of hidden <laughs> hidden there. And mm-hmm. We also get the end of Udesky next minute as well. But anything else on that you want to discuss before we get into the novel? I think we're good. All right. Um, as Amanda and Paul start climbing the tree, a raptor leaps barely missing Paul's feet as they climb, so by the time they get to these trees and start to climb up, the raptor's already caught up to them, which isn't seen in the film. I suppose it's interesting... Oh, maybe Udesky was just the last one, and that's why they went after him. I just wonder if it's them sort of wanting to more thin the pack out, going for the weakest or the slowest. Um, Well, that is kind of typical predator hunting behaviour when you... They typically try to... As Owen says in Jurassic World, they pick out a kill zone, and they herd their prey into that specific zone, and away from the rest of it. You know, mm. which is something that's commonly done on the African Pride Lands, where the lions will kind of herd their prey away from the like. They'll just take, for example, a wildebeest. They'll herd the their chosen uh, meal away from the rest and uh, go attacking go begin attacking that one mm. and unless mama comes around the prey 
basically prey. Yep. I suppose here too, like they might have come out of that field and seen Udesky running with that big backpack and thought that might be the, the best place where their eggs... Because although it's not really gone much deeper into it, the fact they're... The scent of the humans would have been around those nests from when they found them, and then they've come back and seen eggs missing, so they've put two and two together. But they're tracking mm-hmm. the smell of the humans, not the... There's no odour in it, and the eggs would be giving off in that bag. Yeah, I... I always assumed that they were track they were tracking the scent of the eggs themselves. Mm. Well then yeah, you'd think they'd be going after Paul and they wouldn't be going after Udesky, but it was his time to die, I suppose. <laughs> That's plot. That's mm. script. Um uh, Udesky is about to climb a tree as well, um, but a raptor blocks his path and he turns to run away, but three more raptors emerge behind him, and Yudesky picks up a tree branch. That's <laughs> a, it's a tree branch in the script, not a stick. <laughs> As the uh, three animals approach, not more than a few feet away, uh, the leader of the group stops and peers at him, and he swings hard but misses. And then from behind, another raptor slashes at the back of his legs, severing his muscles. Yudesky cries and drops to the ground. So that's... When he is crawling, crawling, you can see the back of his knees are wet from blood when he's crawling along, when we first see him on the ground, so... Mm-hmm. They've gone. They've gone as far as doing that in that scene, and yeah, then deleting. Which again, like this comes in at ninety-one minutes, so you wonder why they need to cut. Maybe they thought it was too scary for the kids or something, but maybe I don't know. I mean, it's not a well-planned cut, I don't think, because I mean, it's such a cool scene. Mm. Yep. And again, like it makes it makes you wonder how how many times they've attacked or hunted humans, knowing that you slice the back of the legs and you go down. Well, again, that's hunting behavior, basically. You yeah. get the animal off its legs and it's down for good. It doesn't... It's not getting back up. Yeah. yeah. But that's uh, that's all I've got for minute 41. Dave, anything else we need to discuss there before we get heavy for the week? No, I think we're good. All right. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at lostworldminute.com. The main website is jurassicminutes.wordpress.com and you can find The Lost World Minutes and Jurassic Minutes over on Facebook with the uh, pages there. David, where are you on Twitter and Instagram? Uh, Twitter, we are at Jurassic Minute. Uh, Instagram is the Jurassic Minutes Podcast. Some of the worst things imaginable have been done with the best intentions. This is how you make dinosaurs? This is how you play God. If we split up, I'm going with you guys. Dinosaurs lived 65 million years ago. What is left of them is fossilized in the rocks. And it is in the rock that real scientists make real discoveries. Now what John Hammond and InGen did at Jurassic Park is create genetically engineered theme park monsters. Nothing more and nothing less. Are you saying that you wouldn't want to get onto Isla Sorna and study them if you had the chance? No force on earth or heaven could get me on that island. You desky. Hello? Charlie! Charlie! Hello? Charlie, take the phone to mommy now! It's the, it's the dinosaur man! Okay.